1: good afternoon good evening sun's still out uh, here in san antonio so uh not used to that uh, since last time we've been out. uh just like safc uh our injury reports grown a little bit uh royce is out with an uh, upper body injury uh is what was related to us uh, no further announcements however uh no uh, tbd tbd on when he when he will return uh for that here and just like uh, safc uh, we did not bring in any replacements so we're running a real thin bench uh Rafa, how are you thanks, uh, thanks for coming in.
0: we're not we're not buying out his contract right <laughs> 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 That's pretty good just trying to trying to stay cool with this heat
1: <laughs> uh, 100,
0: 100 degree
1: weather day so hopefully hopefully the power stays on that, that's the only thing you can ask for right now so uh for that here so a little bit about what we're going to cover here uh tonight we're going to talk about initial thoughts on this past week um if we want to touch base on phoenix we can that was a little bit over two weeks ago uh for here i don't know if we really need to say a lot on it but uh main thoughts are going to be the open cup uh talk uh, miami uh, versus san antonio this past saturday and then uh seems like 10 games is where we kind of do the progress report where you kind of hit the panic button where you say, Hey, things are going great. Uh, so we'll kind of do a check-in maybe kind of do grades, uh, a little bit on, um, you know, not individual players, but, uh, just, you know, like, uh, goalkeeping, uh, midfield defense along those lines here, uh, for that here, uh, there was some news from, uh, SAFC Academy, uh, that we'll kind of delve in and do a quick discussion on, um, and then final thoughts. So it should be a fairly fairly quick show, uh, depending on how in-depth conversations go. Um, hopefully we'll keep it under 90. Uh, before I here, Rafa, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a shot. So first topic, Rafa. Initial thoughts on this past week for San Antonio FC. Um, a tough away loss uh, in Houston. Uh, so San Antonio FC's Open Cup. Is over. They lost one, nothing uh, on a goal. Uh, what was that? It was a header, header in the 82nd minute by uh, Ferreira, uh right before he was going out, and there was a handball, handball. <laughs> in the box. It
0: should have been yeah, a red
1: called, <laughs> but just like Phoenix. We had plenty of opportunities before that. If we convert them, it doesn't go under the ref. So as much as you know, hey, we we may have, may not have got the call. To me, that's not why San Antonio lost that match. But no. you know, uh, for my thing, uh, after that they continued the road trip. Uh, went to Fee- uh, not Feex, Went to the Miami FC uh, in front of around 1,100 and uh, the uh, fighting Taters uh, family there, uh, and a 2-0. A uh, victory that was fairly comfortable, I thought. As far as my initial thought here, I, you know, uh, I went to the watch party down, um, you know, at uh, Almo Beer with the Crocketeers. I, I, you know, I w- it didn't to me. I can only remember one chance of the Miami FC really cha- challenging San Antonio, and um, San Antonio had the more shots, had the better chances. Um, so overall, you know, I, I know we don't want to see losses, but uh, my initial thoughts is I don't think San Antonio FC had the depth to win the Open Cup. Um, it would have been nice to see it. Don't get me wrong, because then you would have got the invite to play Concacaf Champions League. Uh, so to me, them beating Austin FC made the Open Cup this year for us um, because that, you know, the, going the first first one against them would, I would love have loved to beat Houston. And, and I think that game is played here. I think we do, but it was played in Houston in front of, uh, you know, a couple hundred people.
0: The same, the same amount they have at RGV. <laughs> uh,
1: so, but uh,
0: <laughs> like daddy dynamo
1: <laughs> just, it, it, to me. And, and I made this comment here. If, if you're going to have low attendance, put everybody in the lower bowl, so that way it looks like people are there not having them spread out all over the stadium put them on one side you know as much as we complained about you know safc uh going against a feeder having fans just on one side it was the right thing to do mm-hmm. it, you know it, it, it consolidated fans when they're all scattered around it, to me it doesn't create an environment maybe i'm wrong on that you know you might have different feelings but uh your thoughts on the initial uh, week, or your thoughts on SAFC's week? Well, the
0: U.S. Open Cup, I think we should have won that game. <clears throat> I think we just need to finish a lot better. That's been the problem. I mean, even going back to the Phoenix game, you know, it's it's about finishing. If we don't finish, we're not going to win games. And we have plenty, of, and I think we're playing great, you know, we've been, you know, not in, say, full control of games, but we've been very competitive. We've been in games and stuff. But when you can't finish, you know, you're putting yourself at rest of losing games. Like, you know, basically that was a cheap goal that we gave up to Houston. I mean, it's a nice goal, but it was a cheap goal. You know, mm-hmm. it was just a defensive mistake. You know, had we put – I think we could have put two or three away in the first half you know, that'd be I think if you get one, you put yeah. the game away. Yeah. And we would have probably be playing Kansas City, you know, sometime in a couple of weeks. But, you know, and that'd have been nice to get at least cracked the, you know, the, the Sweet 16. But I think they kind of learned some from that a little bit. You know, even, even the beginning of the Miami game, we we're missing opportunities. I think because they're a new team, they were kind of filling it out, And also playing on turf. You know, I don't think they're accustomed to that. So I knew, I knew it was kind of affecting some of their shots and some of their passing, but then finally they kind of got it together and, you know, that run that that Beckford made and from the little cheeky pass and boom, it was a little it. even though it took a little, a little extra balance from the turf, but, you know, it went in and I think right then and there, we, that's when we started really taking, the, taking over the game. I think Miami FC kind of, gave up after that goal and they just couldn't really muster anything. And then finally we got that, that, that second goal to kind of to put it away, you know, there. So it, that was a big win because, you know, just after a couple of disappointments, you know, to go to finish off that little road trip, going into the big game coming on Saturday, it's a good momentum for us. And, and hopefully we'll be a lot healthier because we only had, f- I think what five people on the bench. Saturday. Yes.
1: One of them and, you know, four, four field four players. Field player. yeah. yeah.
0: So we're rolling the dice there. So, and I think some of those guys are probably were held out of precaution. And I think the game on Saturday is going to be the one that's going to be more, it's going to be the, the more important one. But he sold three points away and we're still on, you know, we haven't lost to an Eastern Conference team yet. And hopefully, here's our chance to take over first place.
1: So looking at the Houston match here, uh, San Antonio lined up this way, uh, Jordan Farr, Fabian Garcia, Jasser, uh, Mitchell Tainer, Jordan, PC, Abu, uh, Hernandez, who unfortunately got hurt and left, Maloney, Collier, and Dylan. Uh, and from my understanding, Houston's lineup was kind of very similar to Austin. Wasn't full starters, uh, but, uh, was, you know, especially up top, uh, Ferreira, uh, Fafa Pico Brooklyn Reigns, a, a youngster, uh, Rodriguez, uh, Darwin, Saren, Memo, uh, Junga, uh, Bartlow, Valentine, Dorsey, and, and Michael Nelson, uh, Engel, um, you know, for that here. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I thought. I thought that uh the lineup was was predictable um for it here. I'm not I was kind of torn if I wanted to see a little bit more rotation. Um, but as we mentioned, I really don't have a lot to be able to rotate. Um, no. you know, you know, for that here. I, I know uh, uh David Larrera came on for uh Hernandez uh uh in the 61st minute, when he went out with an injury, and both of those missed the Miami match uh, for that here. But to me, you're right, and unfortunately, there's no video that we have on the Ferrera uh, um, goal. Um, it was off a. I want to say it was off off corner, right? If memory mm-hmm. serves, right? Um, there was just where, a
0: miscommunication. I think somebody left just left them open.
1: And I think I think when we're, we're looking at it in discussion um I think uh, Royce mentioned that was the, either justin or El, uh when did Collier get subbed out here uh, no J- uh, Collier was still in uh one of the forwards was on him and and you know unfortunately you know he got by but it was just it was one of those things where you know Houston you know Houston converted their champs yeah and San antonio didn't um Looking at the stats here, 61 possession for Houston, 39 for San Antonio. Um, to me, both teams shot poor. Uh, you know, Houston had 15 shots, only three on target. Uh, you know, San Antonio 12 shots, three on target as well, eight shots off target, and Houston did have five blocks. Uh, eight to three in corner kicks for um, for Houston. Uh, big chances, uh, two to one. And of course, uh, you know, we, you know, we missed our big chance. So they missed a big chance, um, as well. Um, and, and to me, it was just the, you know, the, the, normal, normal thing, you know, from, uh, you know, as far as when you look at the stats, it's, it's not that San Antonio played poorly or anything, just, uh, it was, it was one, one play of the game that Houston converted and, and San Antonio didn't. it, it Unfortunately, in soccer, it's and sometimes it comes down to that. It's not that simple.
0: Yeah. What surprised me is that well, that one play in the in the box that was a handball. um, I'm surprised that there was no
1: VAR. Well, there's no VAR in Open Cup, even at MLS stadiums. At least, you know, you know, could they bring it in once it's all MLS? I think I think that's what
0: they need to do because. Um, that that could have changed the game because who knows in an extra period, you know, we we sneak I think we we're, were kinda getting into them a little We're getting I think that those last after the goal score we kind of turned it up a little bit and we had them on the ropes. And I think had we gotten the goal there, I think we would have wanted an, an extra an extra time, just like the Austin game. I, I think they just picked they picked that you know picked up momentum. You know, there, and I think they were going to sneak one in, but
1: it just got unlucky on that one. And I put that on the AR um, mm-hmm. because the ref, n- no offense to the ref, to be able to see that there are a lot of bodies in the front. Um, and, and to be kind of fair, even on replay, you couldn't tell if it maybe hit his body first and then bounced off. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a deflection 100%. Um, but it's not like he had his arm way out here, yeah. um, you know, was there. But to me, it's one of those where the AR has to see that um, and has to be able to communicate that to uh, to you know to the uh, um, you know to the referee because I think for most people um, outside of Houston, it was a pretty clear handball um, right on the line on a goal-scoring play uh, for that here. Um, I'm not Danielle, so I don't know if that matters. If it's right on the goal line compared to if it's out, you know, you know, four or five feet, if that makes a difference on where the arm mm-hmm. place, placement is, um, you'd probably be a better judge on that. But
0: that that would have been a that would have been a PK and a red because it's a clear clear goal stuff. scoring. So uh, you know, had we let's say we convert that. I think I think with the momentum we had and them down on that we probably would not end up winning that game, but it's but, just it's just, just that. Just like you mentioned, that just happens,
1: you know. And without yeah, the- it, you can't you can't blame that loss on that call because um, San Antonio had opportunities to win yeah. the game. They just they unfortunately did not, and it's it's a, it's as simple as that. Um, I know it's not the popular answer, but it's the truth that, you know, like said here, and it's just like the Phoenix match, even though we, you know, we got blown out. Um, was it three mm-hmm. Oh San Antonio had chances to be in that game, to win that game, to make that game different. And they didn't. And it's, you're going to have those, those runs in the season where things don't go your way. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know some fans may not like this, but, I'm glad you know that you know that the second game was a open cup game and not you know let's say a league game like Miami or you know this week's opponent like Colorado Springs. No. Maybe that maybe they get you know that you know that that uh, itch uh, out of the way and they're able to you know convert uh, going forward.
0: Yeah, that, that like I said, that Phoenix game we should have won that game. We we outplayed them. We had better chances. You know, and it's funny how, you know, the chances that we couldn't convert, but we had another team come in, which was Tampa, and they basically blew them out of the water.
1: They had the same blueprint, it seemed like. Yes, guys. it was That's the same, same blueprint.
0: You know, but the thing is, the difference is that they finished. Had we done that, we probably would have ended up routing them kind of the, in a similar way. Now, I
1: don't know if we'd have got two uncles, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, it is what it is. So moving to Miami so we're going to Miami here lined up uh, Jordan Farr Garcia Camari Tanner Gomez PC Abu Maloney Beckford Collier and Dylan um, they have it lined up as a three343 is that kind of how you see it or you know did, is that, it, you think it's still more the I, the
0: 352 I think it was still the 352 three, it ten. just had Beckford more as far as the attacking mid down in the, in the in the middle in between um collier and and dylan and, and
1: the- miami fc had aiden stanley uh luke Antodelli, benjamin Alfino, uh mark sherbergs speedy williams who i don't even remember playing the game and, and that says a lot uh, florian valet joshua perez romeo parks uh, lamar walker and former san antonio fc uh for a cup of coffee uh, kyle murphy uh also held him pretty tight as well and in, the, in between the pipes uh connor sparrow um another excellent goalkeeper uh you know in, in the league uh for that here and, and when you look at the uh control over here you know to me like i said it still shows a lot of blue um there's a spot here in the first half where miami had had some possession and some chances And then right at the end, but uh, to me, like I said here, I I thought it was a fairly convincing win for uh, San Antonio. And then let's get into the highlights here. False start. Now we're ready to roll. Here we are from South Beach. We're gonna rock and roll between these two clubs. Ricky, very interesting matchup. Walker has some space here. Who does he pick out? sends it back across and it's cleared out below below wide perhaps looking for a redirect from murphy 17th minute we're scoreless so far three shots to two in favor of san antonio collier plays it back a boo takes a nice save by sparrow Sparrow with strong hands and the flag goes up So one of the things that I've noticed with San Antonio, they have not scored from the outside. Uh, right. So I was kind of happy that Able Abu did put it tar- on on and frame and target because I think hands. most of our goals, if not all of our goals, have came from inside the box. So yeah.
0: And then you notice the Miami kind of attacked a lot of the flanks early, looking for crosses. Good move for here. is in. Takes
1: a ricochet, it's in. And the Shane Becker, Beckford's first goal, and you can see the Tainter family over Antonio here. Antonio <laughs> they lead it one nil. Right there. It was a touch there from Stanley, but look how good this is. To understanding up Dylan just to put it in the path of Beckford's place. It does take a little deflection from Luke Antonelli. Yeah, hey, you to
0: thank for that one. <laughs> but that it's was all little... about
1: the pressure, right? Yeah, and that, thats what the second or third goal that uh, Dylan's done. I think the other one he did was an RGV, um, where he got the turnover that Maloney was able to convert. The movement between the front three off San Antonio has been so good tonight. Dylan sets up. And
0: that, I think we need to see more of that—that that pressure up top, because I think we can really do some damage. And, but the one thing is, can we convert those and finish those? And luckily, we finished on that one.
1: So if you'll notice, I went from there to 92nd minute uh, for that right here. So the second half, I don't want to say it was a snoozer, but there wasn't a lot going on. There's a lot of back and forth. <laughs> this was not an open game where teams had quality. Just they didn't have the quality shots, I guess you could say, because they had yeah. some opportunities, but it wasn't there. And then we'll let you, you – uh, I'll let you do the explanation on this play here. The first goal from DeShane Beckford at the 42nd minute for this club. Good move here to get around a player by Trey Aday. And a penalty given.
0: Now, one thing I'm, I'm a little concerned about before the this play, see how where he has the ball in the corner? Uh-huh. You know, we're at the 92-second minute. There's really no reason to attack. It's just really kind of hold the ball there in the corner, keep possession. If he comes up to you, hit it off him, keep the corner. But I know, you know, I said you got to applaud his aggressive play. Maybe you saw it on the spot. Hey, you know, maybe I can convert something. But you know, going to this play, that right there is what's going to get. That's going to get called every any time. You know whether it looks cheap or doesn't. He doesn't take a good fall. That's that's a hold. You can't do that. The ref's gonna count that. Pretty yeah, much ninety five percent of the time.
1: And uh, his arm going back to sell it as yeah. well, and, and then he goes down. So he was able to sell They're it, right but there. They sold it. Uh, yeah, uh, I was. I know by letter of the law, it's a PK, uh, but. It was soft, <laughs> yeah. but
0: I think I think because he didn't make any tensions for the ball, and he knew he got beat. And Brazing your hand and doing that play, the you're you're gonna get called
1: for that. It goes this where he hooks him right. That's, yeah, so that's the gonna ref- get called no matter. Even if you think if if um, uh, let's see here that was uh, Dioff, right. Yeah, you think if Dioff stays up, he gets the call. Or you think it's because he went down I think the goal. ref
0: would have let the play go on a little bit and then he would have made the call. But the night, the night there. yeah, that that right there, just having the putting it, sticking your hand out, out and doing that, you know, out, right if I'm the defender right? for Miami, I I would have it's just it's kind different. of cut in front of him, you know, and tried just kind of shield him away from the goal. But he kind of he got beat, you know, maybe challenging him. He could have probably made him do a bad shot, so that I was just just poor defending there by Miami. But you know, the ref's gonna count that pretty much 95% of the time, so
1: he's gonna mark that as a PK. Uh, Robert with the double Olay, and that kid grabbed him. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm gonna ask you this question here we know who took the PK. before the pk took him did you have mitchell Tanner taking the pk at all
0: uh no maybe that was his graduation prison <laughs>
1: well, he had family there he had 20 yeah i believe you mentioned that you know that there were over you know around 20 members of his family there uh you know for that year you think that's why he got the number one time of the game um number two to reward him for you know for all the hard work and you know obviously college graduate from I believe it's Rutgers. Uh, I think I saw on mm-hmm. uh, on here um, family there. Uh, just th- I thought it was interesting the choice because we, you, and I have seen PKs and the uh, the argument on who gets to take it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll say um, a lot of times it's the captain um, or a forward. I want to say this is probably the first time that I can remember that a defender has took the PK. Unless
0: oh, he's a good, really good <laughs> PK taker. Hey, yeah, he convert
1: here, here we go. To strike this. Sainter pockets three points as he puts away the penalty. You could have
0: done the palenka there if you wanted to. <laughs> What was that?
1: Sheffield United. I think they played uh, Nottingham Forest today. They could have used him. Yeah. <laughs> Although <laughs> the goalkeeper from Nottingham Forest, uh, you know, had three saves uh, during the, uh, uh, for the PKs for that. But so.
0: well, that was Fair. a good placement of the shot. Just put this legs through it. The only thing is, he kind of leaned back a little bit. That they could have carried that ball, but you know, that play he does he does need to lean forward a little bit to kind of bury that. Record I record mean to bury that shot better instead of getting up over, up the, <laughs>
1: over the bar. Effort from... So looking at the stats. Oh hold on, I'm deleted. I'm back to that. So looking at the stats here.
0: But great footage by USL,
1: as always. Yeah, USL YouTube along those lines here. So another sixty-three thirty-seven possession. Uh, held Miami to seven shots, two on target. We had seventeen shots, six on target, uh, block shots. We did have five yellow cards. I think that was a talking point during the game. Was hey, would we were we gonna end with eleven? Uh we did have two big chances. Uh shots inside the box ten, shots outside the box seven. Uh you know, far had two saves. Uh, you know, for the here where well, they had four. Um, you know, just defensively, 12 tackles to 10 for them, 19 or 7 to 17. And clearances, and, and I know it's how we play. You know, we had 23 clearances, but but to me, the, the 37% in possession and still 10 more shots, six on target, just goes to show how San Antonio FC plays. And mm. they'll let you, you know, they'll let you have the ball. Um, you can do what you want with it, but you know, they're going to force turnover, or they're they're going to they're going to convert on one of their chances. Uh, for that here, which which they did, so uh, fair play to them. Coming up, uh, Colorado play – or, pardon me, San Antonio plays Colorado Springs, possibly. Um, and the reason why we say possibly is because Colorado Springs uh, had their last match against San Diego canceled due to COVID. Um, depends on when they're 10 days in, in the COVID protocols for USL. I would bet uh, that we're probably here if the game is going to be rescheduled, probably uh, before Friday, um, obviously before Colorado Springs travels down. Um, if you're going by the 10 day rule, um,
0: that'll be next until next week.
1: Yeah. W- when did they cancel that?
0: Yeah. It, was, it was a Friday night, right?
1: No, I think it came out earlier. Soon.
0: Now, going back to the Miami game, one thing I did see that we really did well, we won a lot of the 50-50 balls. And 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 from those 50-50 balls, you know, we kind of saw a lot of their counter attacks, And that's why Miami couldn't really do – they just couldn't generate any any offense. And that's kudos to the – you know, to the – you know, Marcino on that, you know – you know, winning those 50-50 balls just kept them from you know getting 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 Miami going
1: for anything. So yeah, you're right. They announced it on the twelfth. Um, so ten days would be the twenty-second, which would be Sunday, if they didn't enter protocols before that. If if they entered protocols on the eleventh. Tenth day where they could be cleared would would be Saturday. So, um, you know, I'm not going to make a decision on whether it is or isn't going to be played. But there is that there is a small amount of risk depending on, you know, number one, how many was affected, who was, you know, uh, and and the new you know protocols for COVID for USL. I don't know if they've came out with that, but I would assume you know, like I said here, probably Thursday we'll have notification on if the game's going to be played. I did get an email from my season season ticket rep saying this is a Viva night. So at least at this point, San Antonio FC believes that the game is going to be played. So I would plan on that. However, keep, you know, keep that in mind that, you know, the switchbacks unfortunately are dealing with some COVID uh, situations, uh, you know, in the year 2022. So there is a slight possibility that this game could possibly uh, get re- get rescheduled here um, for that here. So, you think we can
0: move it to maybe to Monday night? You think that you could you do you see that or? And if it does happen, do you think they move that RGV game a day back to Sunday?
1: I hope not. To be honest with you.
0: Even though it's Memorial Day weekend. (laughs) But we know
1: Sunday matches don't sell out. Yeah. And, you know, for RGV and and the fans, because not everybody has Monday off, um, even though it would be a Memorial Day um, for that here. Because they did play us on the the Sunday the last time that we played them. Correct. And part of that was because they had – they played a Wednesday away mm-hmm. out in California. California. Would have traveled back on Thursday and then, you know, gave them a little bit of time to, you know, for practice, you know, uh, for out here. So I don't, to me, if it's postponed, it'll be postponed to later in the year. Um, which for San Antonio FC would.
0: I don't. Know, maybe it'll be a benefit. Maybe by that, if they do move that game to another day, it would be a full. It will be a full strength. You're going to get a
1: little bit more because they do play. So here's the here's the problem for San Antonio FC is they go back on the road for three games again. They have RGB, which yes, yes, it is uh, you know a road game, but it's not like going to California like they will yeah. be doing uh june 4th against sac republic and then june 12th against monterey bay um and then they come home and face you know uh oakland roots oakland before roots. they head back out to face uh, the switchbacks in colorado spring so if they don't if the game is canceled that would mean six straight matches on the road for you know for safc so uh which would mean that the last time that fans Got to see San Antonio FC would have been May, uh, April, April, April thirtieth for that here, and then the next opportunity they would get to see them would be June
0: nineteenth. Well, remember we had that the 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 friendly on the on the fourteenth.
1: Yeah, but the friendly you know that's friendly on a, the 14th, Academy I don't know if I'm going to be going to that. Uh, ha- haven't decided as of yet. Uh, uh, kind of diff- that's right at the start of summer. I think as, uh, AJ may be going to a uh, soccer camp at the high school here. So we'll, we'll. I'll have to play that one by ear. But your, you know, s- since we're talking about that, your thoughts on the friendly and, and the team that's coming in? Was it San Luis?
0: Yeah, San Luis, which uh, they got eliminated from the playoffs. Um, it's good. It's gonna be a good one. It'll be a good game. I mean, a good game for. I don't, I don't think we'll see like a lot of our starters play this one. There'll be more of the. I think the future more of the academy kids, which will be a good test for them. You know, it's a. It's an, It's an up and coming league. Liga Mekes team. You know, they're not. You know, they're not w- with the top the top four teams, but it's a good. I, I think for Atlético San Luis, it's good for them because they're trying to, they're for working their brand. You know, they're trying to branch out, and this is, a, I think, this might be the first time them ever playing over here in the United States. Oh, really? So I I, I think so. So it's it's good for them. You know, to start maybe trying to get a create a, a fan base or some for Then, so I mean, you have a with,
1: fan base up here. You think
0: or no? They might. You know, that's there might have a you know quite a few fans. You know, here.
1: Where is it's, San San Luis? Is that near the border or is that? Oh, that's way down in the interior. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they, um, you know, because since they're one of the newer Liga MX teams, you know, it's it's just kind of good for them uh, just to kind of, you know, branch out and,
1: and. Oh, yeah, they're way down.
0: Yeah, they're in they are um in San Luis Potosí, so it's like north of Mexico City. So there and there's people from that area, you know, that live here in Texas, you know. So they may, you know, they may go to that game. And then I think there, there's there's another game that's going to be, but it's it's not Friction SAFC. I think it's Tejas versus a uh, uh Santos, which I'm sure that's going to yes. be.
1: I saw uh, that one as well
0: that's probably going to pack the, pack the stadium. Cause there's a big, <laughs> this cause like I can uh, on both sides, right. Cause when Santos sides, traveled
1: yeah. here and Tigger, you know, I know Tigger's traveled Torreon. no matter
0: where. Yeah. No. Yeah. So you have Torreon and, and, Mon- and Monterey fans probably coming on this way, but it's like I said, I think it's good to play. Like I said, a team like that up and coming team, you know, and also good for the Academy kids. Who's to say, you know, Atlético San Luis takes a note of some of these kids and that are, are Academy players. And, Maybe they'll, you know, they take notes and take them down there. You know, it's 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 a good it's a good place to play, and you know, it's a way to get maybe even get to go play in Europe too. I mean, that's another route. Um, Yeah, Robertson. Hopefully, there's no there's no fights at the games and stuff. Really, ironic it was it was a Pumas and (laughs) Carreta after the whole fiasco with Querétaro. So we had the team that started the fight and the team that lost <laughs> the, the the Conca Cap Club Championship. So, so, yeah, so m-
1: moving to moving to the uh, progress report. We're ten games in, uh, eight wins, two losses. Only losses were to Phoenix. Uh, we've allowed 16 goals, uh, or pardon, we've scored 16 goals, allowed seven. Uh, we didn't score at all against Phoenix, and we allowed five goals against Phoenix. So out of everybody that we're playing outside of Phoenix, we've scored 16 goals and allowed two goals um, on, on the year. I wouldn't say we've had the toughest schedule yet either. Um, just kind of looking at, at the teams that we played um, New Mexico, El Paso, Orange County um we played phoenix twice and we've lost to them um la galaxy 2 which we did on the road um, which i think the to me is the bigger bigger um story so far is the road record um Mm -hmm. is outside of phoenix I want to say that they are. So they want, beat Detroit City at home, which is uh, shown, proven to be a, a good, good result here. They beat LA Galaxy on the road. They beat RGV on the road.
0: New Mexico. They beat Orange
1: County on the road. They won at New Mexico for the first time. And then they beat Miami FC. So they've got five wins, uh, five wins, one loss um on on the road and only three home matches a win against el Paso a loss against Phoenix and a win against Detroit
0: and Monterey Bay. Oh and a win against
1: Monterey Bay. Um yeah I forgot even though we won 608 completely forgot about that match but yeah so overall thoughts of the team you know we'll go one through five um as far as as rating, um, overall, just looking at high level of the team, you know, first ten games in, you know, what what, 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 you know, what would be your score for San Antonio FC for overall?
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go like kind of position wise and then overall. Okay. Goalkeep, goalkeeping, I think we're at a four four point five. Okay. I I think here here's the thing with you know Bonilla was a great he's a great keeper but then for him when he left you know and then the plugging in jordan jordan i'm gonna say he's player of the month you know you plugged in something uh, someone that was the hero last year you know during the playoffs you know we didn't miss a beat so uh, you know we're at 4.5 there defense about 4.5 too. we have a really good defense you know i know i know we have those two losses and then I'm gonna get to the reason why we had those two losses. Uh, midfield, I'm gonna give him a four. Really? Yeah. And then reason. And here's the reason why. Um, I think, I think they can get, they're good, but I think, I think they can be better. But the one thing is, we've had some injuries. But the one key thing that I did see that kind of bumped it up was getting Nicky Hernandez. I think he's really been, like a missing piece and if you watch the couple of games he's played with us, he can really feed the ball and he's very aggressive and he really you know he he really stands out and i now i see why fc dallas they don't want him playing M- M- mls next cuz he's just too good for for that league and this is the right spot for him to kind of get his feet wet and ho- and he's going to be a dynamite player for them probably more likely next year fords i'm going to give them a four as well and the reason why is and the reason why it could be a lot it could be a lot higher. They need a finish. They need before, a finish
1: before you give your overall. We're gonna add coaching and front office into it as well.
0: Okay, coaching. I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him a four point five. Uh, Marcina's doing an excellent job. I mean he's he's got the, he's got this team clicking, uh, bringing in a core group and then adding right component you know new players that have been complementary to the team it's it's in the chemistries you're already kind of seeing there already the only thing the knockoff is is just the injuries you know we could i mean i would have given let's say we're 100% not hurt who's to say we're not 10 and 0 and we don't knock off phoenix you know and you know or at least knock them off in one game and there would be i think i would give them a higher grader than the four, you know the 4.5 um as far as front office i'm i'm going to give them a 3.5 um you have to the reason why is we need to add def and that's that's my biggest and that's why the, just the knock off there is, is that added we need to add def to the team and we're not seeing that and, you know, we, we're, we're, you know, we're, sometimes you do need, you know, you have luck in soccer and we're getting it for right now <laughs> because any team with the amount of injuries we've had, we probably would be on the bottom, on the bottom of the, of the table, but that's not the case. So I, I think they need to kind of learn from what happened last year. So, Hey, you know, we do need to build our, our, bench. You know, we probably, you know, we can't depend on academy players, even though they're talented, they just don't have the experience. So we need to add a I think we need to add a couple more experienced players just into that roster. That at least we have, you know, we won't miss a beat. If someone does go down, they can take over that spot.
1: And for the forwards, you gave them a four or a four point five.
0: I gave them a four. Okay.
1: So I'll do mine, and then we'll do the overall. So goalkeeping, I gave a five. Um, Bonilla, Far what 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 can you say yeah. um both both class i gave the defensive back line a five uh, as well um i know they've had a couple individual you know individual breakdowns but outside of the phoenix matches which phoenix is 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 one of the elite you know the, one of the most challenging impressing, and pressing and i don't even know if i put uh the goals on the defense more just you know just you know, on, on where I think that the team is weak at. And part of it's going to be the, the setup, the setup here. Um, I'm going to skip midfield. Cause I know I'm going to, you know, have Royce yell at me here in about you know three <laughs> minutes here. Uh, I gave the forwards four and a half um, Collier and Dylan. They've worked their ass off. They've put in the chances. Could they, could they have scored a little bit more? Yes, but they're creating chances. Um, yeah. They're the ones that are creating the chances. And that's why I gave the midfield a three. Part of it's injuries. I, I, don't get me wrong. Part of it's how how we're we're set up, and part of it is just that to me. That's the weakness of the team right now. And I, and, and and you know, I, I know Royce will be saying, "Hey, that, that's how they're set up." I can already hear Royce saying, "Harry, you're wrong." Um, yeah. I think I perfect. think he
0: would say it's probably our strength. And I I think where he would probably come from is the, you know, Abu's doing a good job, PC's Mm -hmm. doing a good job. What what we're missing is we don't have a play, like a real playmaker that can feed, like you mentioned, our chances are being created by our forwards, but we need somebody in the midfield to create those plays, kind of like what Rafa Castile used to do. Mm -hmm. We're missing that, but... I think Nikki Hernandez might be that person,
1: or or De Larrera. Well, the, oh yeah, either yeah, but one they, of those. But the problem is is, is the injuries, it, the injuries, and and I did put that in there. But if we're doing ten games in, defensively, yes, I, I agree with you. But the problem that we're having is the forwards are setting up, you know, for the opportunities, and it's PC, it's Abu, it's it's Connor, uh, Maloney, you know. And, and I love them. They're great. And through there, but how many times have they missed point blank shots? No. And, and that's why to me, you know, I know I'm probably being a little bit harder on them, but I'm giving a lot of credit to far and the goalkeepers. I'm giving a lot of credit to the back line. I'm giving a lot of credit to, to the forwards. To me, if, if there's, if there's one level that isn't at that same level uh, for San Antonio FC, it's the midfield and it's, it's not the defensive side, you know, defensive side, they're doing great. And I know this is where Royce, you know, if Royce was here, he's going to be like, that's the point in the Marcina system is defensively. The problem is, is offensively. I think you could put the Phoenix loss. The first one, we didn't have Dylan. We, you know, we didn't have the, the, the two headed monster up, up top. I I understand that one, the, but the game in Phoenix the forwards had created so many opportunities, you know, you know, for PC for Abu, that we did not convert. And, and that's, that's where I'm being a little bit harsh on them. Coaching like you, I I gave them a four and a half for Marcin and the staff. I I thought every game they prepared um, the open cup, they prepared. Well, they, they went for it against Austin. I gave the front office a three uh, just for the fact the lack of depth. It just, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, and, and I don't know if they got caught off. We've got to get some depth in. Part of it's unlucky with injuries. You know, Mane, Pateño, you know, Adiaf, you know, David Larrera, oh, manly. Hernandez. you know, you can go on and on and on. And, and some of it's unlucky, and, and I know it might be a little bit hard, harsh, but to me, like I said here, San Antonio FC decided to run with the thin roster compared to historically where they're at. And it's, you know, the Academy kids have stepped up. You, you've got to give, uh, mm. you know, the Academy kids credit. You know, you know, when they've been called to play, they've played well. Um, but I don't see on a, 32, a 34 game season, Dylan and Collier playing the minutes that they're playing up top. You're gonna you're gonna wear them out. They're big guys. They 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 need some rest. Um, you know, midfield we're already thin on the attacking side. What you know, you know I've covered. I think the backside. I think you mentioned we're short a center back. You know, especially I with, th- man, th- with I think the we need
0: a, a couple more def- uh, defender more because we want we need. A, they've I think they've played the most minutes, mm-hmm. right? I they have besides the Fords, you know, and you know with Mitchell and. And Garcia, you know, we do need. They probably do need a game. They do maybe need to sit out and then come in from the bench because we're gonna need them on the stretch run. And if if one goes down, it's really gonna affect, you know, our our you know our play back there. So I think they need to find someone. I'm not saying they have to be like a total veteran, but at least someone that can depend on and at least plug in there and do a, just do a good enough job just to. Maintain what they're doing right now. I think when you mentioned about the minf- the the the, the Fords that did a, like a four point five for me, I give them a four because they need to be up top. Every mm-hmm. time we cross the ball, no one's there to hit the hit. and that's the whole reason to have the twin towers up there is we need to we get some headers in and, and get some ball and the, the balls into the net and that. But that goes back to our midfield not having that attacker. I think those are the key areas our front office needs to do is address: is finding another another attacking mid. And a couple, maybe another defender, and possibly an, and also another forward. I think we need to add maybe those those if we can add those three positions. I think we'll be fine. As long as we, we can heal up at a hundred percent, we have a hundred percent, you know, team that is not injured. We're gonna do some damage.
1: But the cons- and and then here's the other reason, and probably why I'm a half a point lower than you. Um, does go back to the Austin game. Uh, front office and the supporters, the growing pains, whatever you want to call it, it was you know just it that that does go in go into into my scorecard as well. Just um, it, you know, for that here, I'll give my overall grade. Um, I think overall, uh, San Antonio see top to bottom, you know, four closing in on a four point five. Um, I think if they would have got one of the ones against Phoenix, it probably would have. Would have been a 4.5. In fact, that you know, I almost want to put it up to a 4.5 if I'm going to discount. Actually, I'm going to move it up to a 4.5 because if I'm going to d- downgrade the front office for the Austin FC match, I've also got to give credit to SAFC for uh, beating uh, the uh, uh, you know beating Austin FC a- as well. So I'll give them a 4.5. Um, just be, you know, from where they're at, you know, in the league, you know, uh, 24 points, 10 matches in. Uh, they're ahead of the Copa Shield. Um, solid position if they can beat uh, Colorado Springs on uh, Saturday. Sa- on Saturday. They would be first uh, first in in the league. Not only they're there, and yes, uh, yes, Robert Nathan is a sad. I think we all know what happened at this point. Um, I think when the you know whispers got around that Nathan was available, um, they were going to loan him to San Antonio FC. However, when MLS called, let, let's be honest, you know, you, you gotta I take that no. call. And uh, I, I, that's to me, I think what perso- personally happened with, with, the, with the Nathan to San Antonio is uh, the Timbers called, said, hey, we're gonna sign you here. Uh, we'll give you the opportunity, you know, to come in and prove yourself. And you gotta give him, he had a brace in his first match uh, this past week against, uh, you know, for Portland against Sporting, uh, Sporting Kansas City. Uh, for that here. So, you know, well done to Nathan and look said here. Shout out to, uh, you know, the social media team from SAFC uh, on the uh, Timbers uh, SAFC Nathan Celebration goal where, where they were identical on that. So, uh, for that here. So, your uh, grade uh, for overall, that.
0: Here. Overall, I'm going to give him, like you mentioned, a 4.5. With the FO aside, because I'm not mixing it in, I'm mixing I'm doing it as far as, as play as I got you. Um, I'm gonna give them a four point five. Uh, had we beaten Phoenix, it'd have been a little bit higher, maybe a four point seven five, but there's still more room for improvement. I think we can get I think we can still get better. We can be a dominant team, but it's like I said, a lot has to like I said, the reason why the four point five is the injuries, the the lack of finishing, and then also the lack of death. Those are the three three areas we need. They need to address. Um, even right, even right before you know the midway point of the season, those three things need to be addressed. And I think if we can address those three things, I think we're we have a really good shot at you know going deep. And I think the third time around playing Phoenix, I think we can beat them. You know, I think we figured them out. It's just we just need a finish and and with. If, if, and just kind of do what what um what Tampa Bay did this past weekend.
1: Final thoughts uh, for that here. Oh, actually, hold on. There is one other thing that we have to cover. So I we have found out through uh, San Antonio Soccer Roundtable uh, that there has been a change with the SAFC pro academy um starting in 2023 uh which will be the seventh year of of uh, the academy they are going to be moving to a pay-to-play uh model here um you know it says here while there are myriad benefits to the club and the community our operation of robust professional youth academy we have reached a stage that is necessary to adjust our model to ensure its overall sustainability for years ahead, to ensure we can provide continuing opportunity for the forthcoming surge of bright young talent within our midst. As such, this phase two will continue to evolve club provided financial and other s- support field you know, infrastructures to subsidize SAFC Pro Academy. Yet for the first time, there will be an annual player participation fee to support a direct pro coming cost, uh, which will be in the form of $1,800 plus plus you know, 450 for the unit. Uh, for the, pardon me, for the uniform per player. Um, player related travel expenses will continue to be the responsibilities of the families. Uh, keep in mind that San Antonio FC does play in MLS next and USL Academy League for the U19s. Uh, for that here, they're going to be moving to uh, Puma, um, and that was signed by uh, Tim Holt and Juan Madrid. Uh, Tim Holt, the managing director. Juan, uh, Juan Madrid. Uh, The uh, uh, Tim Holt, the managing director, uh, Juan Madrid, the academy director uh, for that here. So I reached out to James when I went to the watch party uh, on 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 Saturday uh, for that here. (sighs) Nobody likes to see the pay to play. Mm -hmm. um, But let's be honest, there is economics that come into play, um, so that can't be ignored. Um, and he did mention, you know, in talking to James, he did mention that San Antonio FC is still as far as for a professional club, still probably relatively one of the lowest, lowest ones. And I know it's crazy to say 1800 you know, is low plus the uniforms, but uh, having been in the club soccer scene here for two years now it's not much more than what, you know, surf or classical elites and, you know, others play at not quite that high level at not quite the level. Of, I'm assuming SAFC has higher level of coaching. No. You, you could probably correct me if, if I'm wrong on that, since since that's more your, your, uh, uh, your wheelhouse. So I understand it. I don't like it. I also wonder, um, if you really look at it, I think they say that they have, what, about a hundred kids. Um, if you say, you know, there is um, uh, payment plan structure, scholarships, that type of stuff that probably in play. If let's say you averaged it out to, let's say, hey, a thousand dollars for each kid, that's a hundred thousand dollars that SAFC is able to get for that here. And, and I'm probably putting that on the conservative side here uh, for that here. My hope is that this will also open up the door to a women's team um, in the, in the super league and start to attract, um, you know, young women to be able to play, you know, involved in the Academy through there. That's my wishes, but what's your thoughts on the SAFC going to pay for play?
0: I I think maybe with the whole thing with COVID and, in inflation and stuff. I think they, they had to. I know they were probably split. You know, covering the bill. Uh, you know, I don't know how the other academies on the Austin FC's academy is doing the same thing, and they probably are. Um, I remember going to a showcase in Dallas. I'm not gonna name the club, but one of the parents asked me how much my team and wh- how much my team co- club team cost for the year, and I told him, and nearly gave him a heart like a heart attack. Said, he said that low I said yeah but he told me how much his his was i think over four thousand dollars which yeah, was was, which was, was ridiculous story, yeah. but um i mean i being a you know being a former co- co- you know club coach i know in the club of america we charge i think it was like twelve hundred dollars for the whole year plus uniforms i mean close four, travel Four hundred dollars for uniforms? I, I think that's a little too much. Unless it's
1: not, I'll tell you this: AJ uh, getting uh, can, yeah. was around three hundred dollars. Now, wow. some wow. of that was me also getting doubles of shorts and shirts. Yeah, just because you know, like if you if you've got double header um, or you're playing on a weekend away, are you really gonna? want to be in that in a dirty uniform or you know along those lines so yeah. some of it was my you know us you know getting him an extra extra kid ex, you know you know short, shorts shorts and shirts socks. yeah but the winter know,
0: gear and the bag and the hoodie yeah i mean yeah i, Robert I think said austin
1: does the same, same. You know, he has a good friend that son is in the academy as well
0: I mean, what, I think when what, I know U.S. soccer, U.S. you know, USSF needs to really look in the in their face about and look in the mirror, and you know, is this pay to play actually helping them? Because really, it's not. And if you look at other countries, most of them don't do it, and they're able to still get good talent, and and they will develop them, and they'll move on to wherever they need to go to. And I think this, I think that's been the problem here. Um, and a lot of it has to do also with those leagues they play, because they do charge, you know, where does that money go to? You know, is, is it going well, back?
1: MLS Next, you know, is MLS.
0: Yeah. But, like, and ECNL it's an and all Academy,
1: soon's not cheap either, you know, yeah. just be, being fair to both.
0: Like, ECNL and WDOA, you know, where's that money going to? Because they ain't going back to the players or even the coaches, you know, it's – and I know I always tell like tell you know when I bump into people when it comes to club and you know they're we're interested in going on you know, it's an investment, you know, to have you have your son or daughter become a better technical player. And hopefully the opportunity to maybe play, you know, in college, you know, maybe to help pay school or you know, or to get to the next level like like Jose Gallegos play playing the pros or end up in playing in Europe, you know, because you know, that's, that's, it's just an investment. And, but I think there's better ways to, you know, knowing, I know that with them, they have so many sponsors. I think they can find a way that maybe to cut kind of costs too, especially all those MLS teams, you know, you're getting tons of money from TV rights and, and all the, you know, sponsors, all that, you know, you can kind of cut a kid a break and, you know, not make it, you know, too much you know, make it affordable so that way they can play. But I think also you mentioned, you make it a good point. You know, I think this is the opportunity to create a girl, a women, a girls, a girls club team within SAFC. And hopefully out of that, maybe ends up bringing a professional team. I think, I think me speaking from the high school side of things, I think it's needed. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the way they can compete, especially what some of those teams did this year, those high school, especially those Dallas teams, what they did this year. In, you know, in Georgetown, you know, you look look at Salina and Wakeland, and you know, and uh, who's the, uh, South Lake Carroll. You know, you see with the level of play those some of those girls. Like I, we did one interview with uh, a the leading scorer from Salina. She's she was an FC Dallas, you know, player. And FC Dallas doesn't even have a women uh, women's pro team, but they mm-hmm. still have an academy team. So I think, I think that I think SAC is time for them to. To create one and give give the the girls here in San Antonio an opportunity to play a higher, you know, not the same. They're not playing at higher level, but playing, you know, get that, you know, exposure and that side in that side of their, you know, side of soccer.
1: So I'm going to give a quick update, and I might try to see if I can do another show later on this week, uh, since my schedule got kind of freed up here. Uh, UWS kicks off. Um, San Antonio runners already played, and they won 2-0 over Wil- uh, Wilco uh, this past uh, Saturday or Sunday night. Um, I know the Athenians tweeted out that they got a match against Luxoria FC, which is in Dallas, who lost to Austin Elite 2-1. And then they come home and play, uh, I want to say Wil- uh, Wilco, uh, but they come home and play uh, on sunday night so mm-hmm. possible you could have a doubleheader on saturday san antonio fc san antonio athenians on sunday uh for out here at soccer central i believe is where they're still playing uh for out here uh but you know as soon as work kind of s- calms down a little bit and and uh, i didn't realize end of year with AJ soccer And his dance and all sorts of family stuff as school's winding down has got a lot more hectic. (laughs) Middle school play. (laughs) Uh, So, just it's uh, AJ's got a match tomorrow, uh, and then he'll have a middle school tournament. And if he gets to play on Saturday, he gets to play at Gus, which uh, they have a pretty good shot at doing that. Uh, If they can win tomorrow, they should finish, I think, second uh, in, in the standings. Uh, for the you know for the NISD middle school group that he's in, and although they how they have the playoffs set up, they play two on Friday and then one on on Saturday. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, schedule and that will be released uh, Thursday, I guess, uh, after the results on Wednesday. Final thoughts for you? Any any uh, overseas? Uh, You know real madrid you know they've already won all their leagues i know epl comes down to the last match uh what man city's got a one point lead right now if memory serves me correct um so all they have to do is win um and 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 then control um i think uh, italy is still uh undecided if memory serves me correct uh, and any final thoughts on the international uh, matches uh, before uh, Real Madrid signs everybody? Yeah.
0: Well, I'm gonna first go locally, so I just want to say congratulations to Coach Strong and coach um, Coach Walters from from Bernie champion, Bernie and Bernie champion on um, being named Coach of the Year. So congratulations to them from the Tasco. so great seasons for them. Um, international wise. Um, yeah, I think it's it's a done deal from what I'm hearing Mbappe it did sign the deal uh, with, with Florentino. And I think it's going to be a $100 million, um, I think, signing bonus. And then, then the five-year, $50 million per year contract. Um, Messi, like Robert mentioned, Messi is coming to enter Miami, I think, 2023. And he is going to own, I think, 30. He's going to be a part owner of the team as well with David Beckham. Which is a surprise there, um, and then like I said, yeah, there was a good. Uh, they watched the Liverpool game; they they squeaked
1: by Southampton. Yeah, that was a closer game than I think what most fans thought it would be.
0: Yeah, so it's going to come down to the last game on Sunday, um, and then uh, Nottingham Forest. I think they're back on the APL. I believe so.
1: Yeah, uh, that's what. When's that? Da-da-da-da.
0: The good old sheriff Anningham's coming back.
1: Who are they playing? Oh, uh, they beat Sheffield went down. United, right? Yeah, they just beat Sheffield United, but
0: uh, the yeah, because uh, they're going to be born Smir- uh, born born Smith and uh, Huddersville Town. They'll be playing right? Huddersville Town. Huddersville Town. Okay, the next one and,
1: and the uh what the the biggest biggest uh biggest money game right uh, and that's on the 29th i believe here mm-hmm. yeah in, yeah the 29th 10 30 huddersfield town who was i want to say in the epl last year right and down yeah and nottingham forest um it's been a while since they've been in this position if memory serves me correct so yeah because
0: i remember they were good in the 80s like they want to historically
1: they are a uh i don't know if they were a big club um but i know what darren powell used to be associated with them one way or another Mm -hmm. if if memory serves me right whether it was his childhood club or he came up through them uh for that here so but yeah that that'll be an interesting match uh, on the um uh, on the 29th uh for that here so i may take the bus here oh crocketeers are also still uh, selling tickets if you want to take the bus down to rgv go down and back, uh, I believe it's pick up around one, get back around one at 1 p.m. Uh, get back between one and 2, two a.m. On, on Sunday. I believe it'll, it'll leave from Toyota Field uh, over there. So um, reach out to the Crocketeers uh, or, or through the app. My final thought, uh, number one, it is uh, 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 May is Mental Health uh, Awareness Month here. Um, so not just suicide, but just, you know, mental health, you know, in general, um, with the crazy world that, you're, that we're living in, just please, if you're feeling, you know, if you're not in good mental health, you know, please, you know, you know, research, you know, whether it's mental health America or what was the other one that I was looking at, uh, the national alliance on mental illness, uh, for that here. You know, because it impacts so much. You know, I know we always talk about. right. you know, I talk about you know the worst case scenario with with suicides here, but depression. You know, you know, mood swings, stuff like that. It only affects you know adults, but children. You know, parents. You know, even pets. You know, for that here. So just just you know, kind of check that out. Make sure you're kind of aware of it for that here. Two, you know, want to do you know, say thank you to. You know, Royce and Rafa on uh, hanging out with me so far, 10 games in. Uh, you know, I, I give us, uh, since we're progress report, I give us a, a C. got to get a little bit more uh, better on our consistency on the SAFC coverage. Uh, for that here, we, we got to try to work on a schedule. And uh, with uh, club season over, uh might, might be a little bit easier uh, for that here. Um, but uh, do do want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, thank you to San Antonio FC, uh, the communications team. Uh, thank you to USL YouTube for you know for you know, for the videos. Uh, I did say that we were going to try to keep this under an hour and a half, so I got to get off. So we 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 got 20 minutes to spare. Uh, what's life without goals? Hope everybody has a great one, and we'll see you sometime next week, most likely uh, talking San Antonio soccer. What's life, without goals?